0: On today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at NVIDIA, more importantly, the competition they are seeing in the AI accelerating market. To help me explain a little bit of what's happening here is Billy. Good afternoon, Billy. How's it going?
1: Going pretty well, Jose. Thanks. Ready to talk some NVIDIA. We're about a week out from its much anticipated earnings report.
0: Yeah, Billy, I completely forgot earnings were coming out so soon already. Um, and obviously, guys, if you want to take a closer look at NVIDIA and their earnings, we will be doing a episode here on the Semiconductor Podcast channel. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned. Um, but like I mentioned, today I want to take a closer look at some of the competition that they have. Uh, so, Billy, right right now, NVIDIA's much the leader in ai um and the main reason is the key products uh, its key products the h100 and there's a few reasons that the h100 is so great i mean nvidia uh, pretty much has been a gpu mainly company so compared to some of the competitors out there their hardware is far superior uh compared to the competition at the moment Obviously, that might change as more companies like Intel and AMD continue to invest in their overall products, um, in their overall uh, self-GPUs. But for right now, um, based on results, we are seeing that the H100 is the dominant player in this space. The second reason, Billy, is they do have a strong software moat with CUDA. And this strong software moat is very important, especially... As the AI market is fast moving, um, companies and startups, right, they, they they need to be able to be running fast uh, because these market opportunities in the AI space can sometimes um, come uh, – like the leader can come as quickly as the demand is coming. So uh, companies can't wait and kind of create uh, – if you're using an AMD product, if you're using an Intel product, you can't really – take your time to shift the software to kind of test things out because in that time your competition might be running an NVIDIA product and they don't need to do all that kind of fixing and all that kind of updating and it kind of puts them in the lead. So right now that strong software moat with CUDA uh, has definitely made them one of the top players here. Unfortunately, Billy, right? The lead times for these products are numerous months out. Some reports are over 40 weeks. And the other thing is there are the, the GPUs are extremely high. Uh, I was just looking at a report, Billion, uh, H100 on average sells for roughly $40,000. Uh, and I think that's insane where some of these data centers are running thousands and thousands of H100. Uh, so customers want competitions for obvious reasons. One, it can push pricing down, um, two, it can reduce the dependency of that sole developer and reduce inventory supply chains, right? I mean, if you're waiting 40 weeks, might as well go fund the, uh, the, the competitor instead, because by the time that 40 weeks is, is, is done and you get your products, your, your competitor has already kind of created the software you wanted. Um, so there, uh, the, the market, Billy, is definitely helping NVIDIA's competition to some extent. Um, one of the ways that they are helping is they're really kind of pushing this open source uh, software development uh, where a lot of these companies are like, hey, even – if you don't have an NVIDIA GPU, if you have maybe an AMD GPU, our software will run really great with that hardware. Uh, so we are seeing customers right now and, and companies really pushing this open source to really kind of help this competition rise. Um, and in my opinion, it just shows how strong NVIDIA's stronghold is in this overall market. Um, so, so Billy, before I take a closer look at some of the competition, the two players here are going to be AMD and Intel any thoughts on nvidia at the moment discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon my new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience i will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick five minute 101s to in-depth analysis covering not just popular chip stocks but aiming to explore every public semiconductor Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode.
1: I mean, NVIDIA looks kind of like a juggernaut at the moment. I'm not sure the competitors are going to catch up anytime soon. Uh, In fact... Just, I'm seeing just now another analyst at Baird just upgraded NVIDIA again. Uh, just said, our channel check suggests no competition in AI enterprise for the medium term. So I think NVIDIA is enjoying some well-deserved uh, success right now
0: definitely billy um but at the moment there is some competition and i know later in uh one of the episodes we're going to be covering this week is supermicro's earnings report and i do believe supermicro did share some great highlight of some of the competition uh so they mentioned that hey they're seeing strong demand for their ai products especially the h100 line but billy they all and i know we're probably going to cover this in another episode they do mention that they're also getting good traction. On Intel's Gaudi 2, PVC, which is Ponte Vecchio Vecchio, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that name, um, and they're also getting good traction from AMD's MI 250 accelerator solution. Uh, so overall, we can see from Supermicro that there is definitely some demand, and I do believe this was this is a great way to see who are some of the competitors and where they're at and what kind of demand they're seeing because I want to say Supermicro just – it sells what it can sell. So if it can sell NVIDIA's H100, <coughs> it will definitely sell it. If it can sell AMD's MI300 products or MI250, it will also sell them. So it kind of gives us a great read of what the market is seeing. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about Intel's first before I, I kind of pass it your way again, Billy. Uh, but Intel, um, they do have what I—they uh, have two products. They have the Gaudi two, uh, which is thanks to an acquisition they made, I believe, in 2019 of a company called Habana. Uh, and they also have PVC, uh, which is another one. But we can see from Intel's most recent earnings, they do mention that their opportunities through 2024. Is rapidly increasing and it's now over 1 billion. And this is here talking about its AI products and continuing to expand with Gaudi driving the line share. They do mention that even big players like AWS have already demonstrated public instances of Gaudi in their overall clouding solutions. Um, Gaudi 2, Billy, is also the only other product um, that used these that, that kind of showcased their benchmark and ML and ML performance um, to be used to train large language models like GPT-3. So it is the only viable alternative of the H100. The only other player that actually did the ML perf training uh, for this GPT-3 or for large language language models was the H100. So this was a great PR move for Intel to say that, hey, they really are the only viable alternative right now. Uh, so Intel, I mean definitely a small market. It says one billion for, for the kind of twenty twenty four, where Nvidia is making billions of it is expected to make, I believe, seven or eight billion on just data center um this upcoming quarter. Uh where Intel is saying that their AI products is is seeing about a billion uh for the twenty twenty four. the other one I want to talk about really quick, Billy, is AMD. AMD has the MI 200, 250 accelerator at the moment, and they have the MI 300 coming up. Um, They do mention that, hey, they are seeing um, huge. They they did mention that their AI cluster engagement grew by more than seven times sequentially as multiple customers initiated or expanded programs supporting future deployments of the Instinct MI 250 and the MI 300 (laughs) hardware and software at scale. Um, They also mentioned that they have a number of design wins in AI deployments as the CPU that goes with the GPU as well as other accelerators. And and they continue to see some strong interest in the MI250 and the MI300, which is starting production in the fourth quarter. Um, So while NVIDIA is definitely taking some market share. We could see from Supermicro that there is definitely some other players out there like Intel's Gaudi 2 and AMD's MI250 and MI300, which can definitely benefit. I I don't know if they'll grab much market share from NVIDIA, but they can definitely benefit from this huge demand that we are seeing in the AI market. Um, Billy, I think that's all I had for NVIDIA's competition at the moment. Any thoughts on Intel or AMD with their kind of accelerating line?
1: Well... It's good that you found these nuggets because I haven't hadn't really seen, you know, somehow I missed that in Super Micros. I'm not sure. I mean, getting good traction could mean, like, interest for next year, possibly. We don't know exactly what that means. But I don't know. If Intel gets, like, a billion from its GPU next year, uh, what's NVIDIA going to make in its data center segment in 2024? Like $40 billion? So it's, like, a 40 to 1? <laughs> perhaps uh maybe by that time so it's like uh over 90 percent market share still in the general gpus um it's good you know the the thing is the overall market's going to grow at a really high rate for the next few years um there've been projections out there. It's going to grow at a 50% Kager, going from like 30 billion to 150 billion. These are AI accelerators. Um, but you have to think NVIDIA is going to capture a lot of those. Just they have that first mover. They've got the sticky software that people know and has network effects. You know, people have been trying to unseat Microsoft office for 30 years (laughs) with open source software. And, uh, it still continues <laughs> to grow, so I'm just not sure Nvidia's moat can be breached. I could be wrong. Uh, you know, AMD impressively made inroads against Intel. That was largely with the help of TSMC surpassing Intel. Um, <clears throat> but both both AMD and Nvidia use TSMC as their foundry, so they're on even playing field then. It's just, it's difficult to see, you know, these two can still make decent money and have decent growth in their GPU accelerator segments without really making a dent in NVIDIA's market share because the market's just growing so much. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about this if I were an NVIDIA shareholder at the moment. It's definitely something to be aware of, but I think through the next year, I don't think these solutions, I mean, these solutions are just ramping, and they're probably only going to be ready for mass production by next year. Right. So, and by the end of 2024, again, I think NVIDIA is probably going to have another AI chip out. Um, So it's going to be difficult to catch up, but the market is so big and growing that can still be incremental for AMD and Intel.
0: Definitely. Billy, two points I wanted to make here. Um, There was a report by Financial Times that came out, uh, I believe, yesterday or today, that sources reported that NVIDIA is going to be shipping out 550,000 H100s this year alone, Um, and with a $40,000 price point, that's roughly $22 billion in revenue on just the H100, Uh, and that's not counting probably the A100 that they have as well, uh, and kind of the other data center products that they have, like the Grey CPU, which is expected to come out later this year. Um, another thing i want to mention billy is you do you, you mentioned how a m d and t s m c are both use uh, a m d and nvidia are both using t s m c and i do believe that's one of the reasons that maybe a m d can grab a little bit more market share in the current space because both a m d and nvidia are combating uh, are are kind of fighting for that t s m c capacity in the back end of the advanced packaging and that package that that back end is pretty much the bottleneck right now So in theory, if let's say NVIDIA gets 60% of that advanced packaging capacity and AMD gets that 40%, and right now the demand is still surpassing supply, it allows AMD to really be able to grab that market share, but mainly because there is that bottleneck in the the supply chain right now um, that would kind of allow AMD to really grab, to accelerate that market share maybe a little bit faster because there really isn't more um another competitor out there so um i i think because of the way we have right now um that tsmc bottleneck might actually benefit amd a little bit more um because it might push some of their some of the customers to go into their products any thought on my thought process there billy am i am i kind of thinking too much into it
1: no i mean tsmc is going to try to be fair to everybody but it's also like you're going to make much more money with Nvidia, right now, I think <clears throat> if you can
0: mm-hmm.
1: charge a percentage of the and chips price, so um, or I don't, I don't know how the pricing works. Maybe it's just fixed, but um, in any case, I I do expect Intel and AMD to do something here, and to it could be incrementally good for their own results, but I just don't think Nvidia's. Moat is going to be breached anytime soon. In the next couple years, at least, Uh, definitely something to watch. These ascendant accelerator competitors. Uh, The same with also the the ones the cloud giants are making themselves. But uh, just Mm -hmm. you know, NVIDIA's generalized GPUs are still you know, the best out there that can be and has the programming software mode around it. So I think it's pretty powerful. Um, I'm skeptical they're going to be able to make, in terms of market share, I'm skeptical they're going to be able to make much inroads. But again, the overall market is growing so much that they can still find growth, if that makes sense.
0: And, Billy, actually, before I close out this topic, you you brought up a great point about the pricing on TSMC, and that's something that I I wondered before. So I did take a closer look at their most recent earnings, and one of the analysts was saying, hey, look, um, how are you selling these wafers at a fixed price? And a company is kind of selling your chip for probably – one chip for probably the price of your wafer. Um, Are are you thinking of kind of doing maybe a different pricing action? TSMC pretty much said that's not how they go about things. They pretty much just have a fixed price. So it doesn't really matter on, 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 how, they're, on how their customers are selling that chips, right? That's how their customers are kind of gaining the money. So they don't really want to fight them uh, for that. So it's more of a fixed price. And I guess um, obviously paying for things like the investments of future development as well. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to throw out there because I'm pretty sure maybe some viewers might, also, might have also had uh, that similar question. Um, Billy, I think this is a great way to kind of just close out this topic. So I appreciate your thoughts here uh, and see you next time.